The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, hello. Up close and personal. I don't know <laughs> if I like the. I don't know if I like the middle slot, boys. Uh, but uh, yeah, good, good to see you guys. Uh, Mark Immelman is here. Hey, Mark. This close up showing my gray hair even more. I feel you, Patrick. At least uh, I'm I'm not young and fresh like you guys. I'm looking a bit rough, but nice to be with you. Uh, we apparently have Kyle Porter coming. We had a little bit of a timing discrepancy. He was on CBS Sports HQ. I believe he's still on there now. We are going to get access to him when he is done, but we will uh, figure that out along the way because we've got work to do. The clock is ticking. This tournament starts on Wednesday morning. So if you are watching this live, like, Way less than 24 hours until this golf tournament kicks off. Mark, you are going to be there. This is the first CBS uh, event of the new year. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. It's um, all, all of a sudden it's here. You know, we, we got done with the tour championship in late August last year. And then there was the extended break. And, and on our announcer text chain, most of it was about fantasy football and the odd golf news and live drama. And, and it seemed like um, Torrey Pines were just so far away, but here we are. And I fly out tomorrow morning. Apparently, the place has gotten dumped on. I mean, you live out there, West Coast. There's been a lot of rain. So it's going to be exciting. And, and it's always cool for this event for us over the last few seasons. It's been a Saturday finish. It's a little different. Friday, Saturday broadcast for us, which means we're home on Sunday, which is nice. Uh, so I'm excited. It has been wet on the west coast patrick especially yesterday last time i checked uh yesterday the south course got like an inch and a half of rain now it is very sunny today uh we'll see about if there's preferred lies in effect we'll see if that thick rough got cut at all at any point this week or if that thing's just going to grow out and continue to be nasty as we go along and the marine layer always you know, we, got, we gotta, <laughs> gotta talk about the marine layer when we're going to tory pines uh so yeah, going to be a lot of bombers out there. I, I doubt it dried up significantly well. I mean, an inch of rain is a lot. Uh, so it, it should only feed into the, the longer hitters, you would think. Along those lines, the one thing about the premises, you know, you'll hear announcers like me and I'll get ripped on social media, but I'm ready for it in the new year of 2024. <laughs> you know, everything flows down to the Pacific Ocean. 
So from the clubhouse, which is basically the highest point on the property, all the way down to holes like maybe um, four on the south course and then 14, I think it might be there on the north course. Everything's going downhill. And so the place does drain pretty well, but I'm with you. It is a lot of rain that's fallen over there. They had flash flood warnings, Amanda Balionis was telling us. And, and then I just was glancing through the chat here. Uh, folks were wondering about the Saturday finish. It's actually because of the AFC Championship that CBS is on the call for. So Jim will be calling it remotely. He'll be out there at the AFC Championship. And that's why over the last few seasons, uh, this this event, thankfully, um, farmers have agreed to it and the pga tour did and it's it's a cool saturday finish yeah i think that's uh important to to note patrick you know the idea that trying to get obviously the championship weekend is going to get all the eyeballs the ability to move this one day earlier to try to say okay uh, as cbs we can kind of put two separate spotlights not cannibalize one another have you have you enjoyed the wednesday to saturday schedule the last couple of years it's fantastic, mostly because once the new year comes around, I don't get a Sunday off until like September, pretty much. So just being able to have a little Sunday off is great. You wake up a little later, enjoy your cup of coffee. You get to ease yourself into the day. And yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers that football did this past week, 50 million. That is dumb. 50 million is so many freaking people. And so, yeah, if there's some residual, some people just, you know, think, uh, oh, maybe there's there's football on Saturday and then there's golf and then they stay around. They listen to Mark talking about the Marine Lair, talk about <laughs> Keegan Bradley winning the golf tournament. It's a win-win. And you add to that the uh, the prime time viewing for the East Coast folks. You know, that, that really is pretty cool. I mean, when I was watching the Hawaiian Swing, uh, the opening drive, as it was called on the PGA Tour, you know, to sit here and frigid um, on the East Coast and watch these guys out there in Maui and, and Honolulu was awesome. And so it, people kind of live vicariously through it. So it really is a cool start to the season on some incredible venues for television. A new match, Patrick. What number are we on? Number nine. Nine. Match mm -hmm. number nine is announced February 26th. It will be played in Florida at the park. And the competitors will be as follows. Rory McIlroy, I've heard of him. Max Homa, alongside Rosang and Lexi Thompson. This is the first time we have gotten LPGA pros with a couple of real-time PGA Tour superstars. Yes, February 26th, in general, probably the most important day of every year, some are saying, certainly in the McDonald household certainly in the Patrick McDonald household. Birthday. It is. Uh, and I, I really like what they did with the format, making it individual, not, not a team event this time around, making it for real golfers, bringing in the LPGA stars like Lexi and Rose. Uh, and I think there's some positives to that and going to the park, which is a newly redesigned like Muni course. I've seen pictures and videos. I have some friends uh, down there in the Delray area who rave about it. Uh, so I'm hoping it, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks down there coming soon for the Delray open mark, a little tennis nod. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to play it before these guys do, but I think it's great. But I think there's kind of a little bit of a push and pull where these events are super personality driven 
I feel like you have the camera in their face the entire time. They're mic'd up the entire time. And I mean, these, these guys are great personalities, but we've seen it can be tough to kind of force golfers to be funny. So I think having Charles Barkley on the call is big. And then they have Paul Bissonette who does the TNT hockey show for them as well. And it's fantastic. fantastic. Yes. He's going to be in a golf cart commentating. So I think he's going to play a huge role in it. And then the golf under the lights, it'll be uh, it'll be cool to watch. Do you think that uh, your buddy Bert did not get invited back because of the reviews that you laid out on him last time? <laughs> that that that's what many people are saying at the moment. I got a couple messages uh, thanking me. Uh, they asked if they could send flowers to my residence for <laughs> voicing my opinion on the matter. I declined them. I don't want to give out my address. I already gave out my email address once, and I regret it. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I'm still subscribed to that cat newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) I unsubscribe and then they subscribe me. Yeah, you deserve that. Um, Who do I think will win? We'll we'll move on to that. Good good thing Bert Kreischer's not doing this. Biz Nasty will be a massive upgrade. He does a lot of golf stuff already uh, for Spit and Chicklets. But I I think uh, let's go with Rosang. Why not? Yeah, this is going to be an introduction to a different type of audience, especially for for Rose Zhang, Lexi Thompson. Obviously, we've seen for for longer here, Mark. But this will be this will be pretty cool. Homa, Homa, and Rory. I think they get what this what this is about, right? You know, I think they'll take it uh, seriously enough, but not too seriously, which is the fine line that you kind of walk with this. Yeah, um, Max is, you know, Max during tournament time and Max in an event like this are two different human beings. I mean, you catch him at a PGA Tour event when he's in the mix. He is like head down, um, you know, eyes forward, very, very insular. He only really talks to Joe Greiner. But in a thing like this, it gives him time to shine, you know, especially when you're mic'd up and your mic's open. I, I'm keen. To, I think Lexi will be dynamite. I've been, I've been around her because she's, she competes with her brothers all the time, so she's okay with that sort of like back and forth and the sparring, the verbal sparring. And she hits it long too. Um, Rose, I don't know her, but she seems awfully demure, sort of softly spoken, a wonderful golfer. So I'm keen to see how the whole thing goes. Um, but this is one that I will tune in on, tune in for at least. Um, the last couple I've been like, meh, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time with this. But this one, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point of celebrating Patrick's birthday and watching the golf in the evening. This is the week of the event formerly known as the Honda Classic, now called the Cognizant Classic. Patrick, mm-hmm. is there, hey, it's Monday of that week. While you're here, you guys want to tee it up? Get Max Homa, get Rory McIlroy to inject, inject a little bit of life into that event. Uh, <laughs> well, w- when I saw the date and time of this, I couldn't help but think about the league formerly known as the TGL on Monday nights, right? Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this wouldn't happen if that league was still around. Uh, and, and so I guess, uh, they're kind of talking with the PGA tour behind closed doors and, uh, filling in the time slot here, but no, I don't think Rory McIlroy or Max Homa will be playing, uh, at PGA national. It, I hope they will. Before. He's one. Yeah. Before. And he, uh, what, what, and he, he said uh, he's playing a lot before the masters. You he WD'd with the uh, toothache, right? Didn't he do oh, that one year? Yeah, that was at, one year. Yeah. But I remember yeah, the, the year he won, he hit this five wood down 18 from the middle of the fairway to about five feet. It's arguably um, one of the greatest shots I've seen ever. It was that yeah. great. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's when Nike had the red three woods, right? Those vapors, remember that? Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the photo right now from 2013. World number one, Roy McIlroy withdrew from the Honda Classic after eight holes in the second round, citing problems with the wisdom tooth. Well, I mean, that wasn't so bad. Remember Bubba and the allergies during the springtime as well, you know, withdrawing because, yeah, no, I'll, I'll stop. There are some very good quotes. I quote, I've been suffering with a sore wisdom tooth, which is due to come out in the near future. It began bothering me again last night, so I relieved it with Advil. Nice sponsor shout out there. If we, It, it was very painful again this morning. I was simply unable to concentrate. I think it was like eight over through eight. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I called a group there one time for PGA Tour Live at that event. It was Brooks, Dustin Johnson, and Rory. It was like electric down there, and and it became almost like a long driving contest. And and I'll never forget the ninth hole there. They were finishing on nine. It's this par four boomerangs around this water, and you can hit it towards the bunkers at about two ninety, and then hit a wedge, or you can just take it over the trees which is about a 310 carry and you can take it left of the trees which is like 330 over the water and brooks gets up there first and he hits one sort of misses it a little rory catches one over the trees drawing and i never forget dj was last and he widened the stance sort of lifted the driver up and spanked this thing oh a good 350 in the air like 20 past rory and that's when i knew like dj is the longest hitter when he decides to be it love that um this next news item is, I think, a big deal. Talk about it. So Netflix, who has been dancing around getting into live sports, has entered the market. They have announced that starting in 2025, they will air WWE's Raw, which eight, block. 12, 12, 12-year-old version of me thinks that's a monday night show is that is, is it still monday night raw patrick i i for all the sports i do follow wrestling is not one of them when i used to when i used to watch that it used to be called monday night raw so i'm assuming it's still on monday nights we'll see but it doesn't we matter need the, we need the coach to uh to, to, to bring us some clarity here we gotta get some uh we gotta get some synergies here we gotta get some uh some experts so starting next year netflix and WWE's Raw as part of a 10-year, $5 billion deal. Wow. Okay. So let's start, let's start with this angle, Patrick. Uh, this is uh, – we've talked about Netflix. You know, that match that they did with the F1 guys and the PGA Tour players was the first time they did – live sports now that was the production side of it right do we know if netflix will be part of the production or is this just distribution that's that's a good question rick either and way but do we know either way yes i i don't know personally that weekend was probably one of the best weekends of my life just getting to meet you in person that's uh but you've been, you've been harping on this for a very long time, the thought of Netflix getting into live sports. You think about all the other streaming services. Apple TV has baseball and MLS. Prime has football, obviously. ESPN Plus, Hulu. And that rolls up through Disney as well. Uh, so, yeah, Netflix, it felt like for a long time this would be a play for them. And this is kind of, I mean, the Netflix Cup was them dipping their toes in the water. And this is kind of them going waist deep. 
because th this isn't a sport where you have to it's not golf where you're running around and moving cameras around the entire time and the infrastructures uh you know difficult to set up this is kind of a controlled environment and it's a big show pretty much wwe raw so it's it's interesting to see where they go from here if this is the end game for them or if they wish to expand i think the rock's coming back to wrestle as well i think i heard that um since he's going to be involved in this so it's cool to see the the thing is mark you, you know from net netflix perspective um it is incredibly expensive to create your own content like that they spend billions of dollars a year on netflix originals whether that's comedy shows shows that are only available on netflix exclusives all that stuff they spend a lot of money um live sports is something where the market is already there we you know you don't wonder if if someone's going to like the new season of house of cards we know they're going to watch football on amazon prime we know they're going to watch wwe's raw if they're into wrestling so there's a bit more of a i think floor built in and you're seeing it reflected in like this massive deal peacock had that massive deal or maybe still does with the wwe for like the back catalog like there's a reason why all these streaming sites want to get into live sports yeah, no doubt. And and all of these things you reference are also global deals. Yes. I mean, we we tend to make the mistake here in the United States of just thinking kind of myopically about what's happening in the contiguous US. But WWE, I've heard from Jonathan Coachman, you know, you can joke all you like about him. He's been all over the world calling the wrestling federation, whatever they are. And um, so, yeah, to me, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I think it's kind of drops in a bucket compared to what they could make out of this thing. Because like with my podcast and with this one, you always attempting to cross pollinate somehow and to open up new markets and Netflix have cornered the, 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 the movies thing. They, they've got a lot of good series and stuff on the go. And so you get, you know, the word of mouth is a big deal. Now you get into the whole wrestling crew and there's a big fraternity of them. Heck, I, I think this is a huge money spinner. And I, and I, I don't even think that, for all of their guys making the decision, I'm sure they thought about it given the price tag, but they all settled on going, yeah, this makes financial sense. And so, um, so yeah, it, it doesn't really surprise me. Content is king. You guys know this. I, I know this from the guys at PGA Tour Live and because ESPN have paid a lot of money for that stuff. And they're loving PGA Tour Live because it's content. Four streams, golf all the time. Even though sometimes there might be boring groups, it's content and they've got to fill it. And that's the race right now. It's not just what you put out. It's how much you put out. And the more big hits you can get like this, I feel like the better it just makes your property. Uh, PGA Tour Live, uh, last I saw, was the most watched thing on ESPN+. Plus. Now, that is because it's eight hours a day on four streets. There's a lot more to watch, but that's that's a lot of this, right? When you have to film 24-7 on yeah. multiple channels all the time, having something to show is incredibly valuable. That's, that's the segue, Patrick, right? That's the segue into golf. You know, is there a streaming network that looks at golf and says, hey, one, we can distribute that. We can we can put the back catalog of PGA Tour or Major Championship or whatever 
type of rounds. We have the back catalog there. You can go through all of Tiger stuff. You can check out Rory or you can go by tournament. And also we will show it live. That's distribution. Production is what Netflix did for the Netflix Cup, which is entirely different. But it seems inevitable that all these sports are going to be getting some deals with streaming sites. I'm shocked there's no back-end catalog like that where you could just I, – I know they're up on YouTube, but it's like, okay, I want to watch the final round of the 2008 U.S. Open. Let me go to Peacock because it was on NBC or something like that, but it's not there. Um, I look at this. We talk about kind of how difficult it is to create original content and even like properties like ESPN, they've struggled with it, and the live sports like PGA Tour Live is a huge influx of just content for them. So they can kind of skirt past that. I look from like the greater ecosystem of golf. If this, I'm kind of going over my skis here. If this global tour ever happens, I think the broadcasting part of it is very interesting because if you're CBS, are you going to broadcast golf at 2 a.m. on a Friday night when they're playing in Australia? Sounds no. like Paramount thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be a direct to consumer type of type of property, right? Where kind of like in ESPN Plus. So yeah, okay. So let's just say you watch it on Netflix live if you want, or you wake up in the morning and hit the replay. Correct. And, and so I think that's kind of an interesting wrinkle to this. Well, yeah, and what you say is so appropriate because, look, let's be honest. For the last few years, the writing has sort of been on the wall with all of this. A proliferation of Apple TV and Netflix and Hulu and all these sorts of things and PGA Tour Live, ESPN Plus. I'm I'm on a network show, and I'm wondering how long network golf for us is still going to be a thing. Because very soon, I mean, how about what NBC did the other day, where they showed an NFL playoff game on Peacock, which is a subscription service. Golly, that was that was some big moxie there. But it's kind of the way it's becoming the way of the world. NFL fans finally felt what it was like to yeah. be a golf fan. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Go to Peacock, whatever. Yeah, everybody was all complaining about it. No, but it is it is interesting. Um, obviously, you know, there are a million ways this could go, but Netflix getting into WWE's Raw might be the first of many. Um, gents, we are going to switch the conversation over to this week's Farmers Insurance Open. We still have to do the best bets. We still have to do the one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% 
off, all you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Farmers, insurance, open. Torrey Pines, La Jolla, California, not one, but two separate courses, the North course and the South course. Mark, let's start there. The South course, that's your Tiger Woods makes the putt on 18. That's your U.S. Open. The North course, a couple shots easier. I'd say arguably more beautiful, but what are the challenges uh, that these golfers will face this week? Well, I think the the argument that the North course was always the kind of the easy day and the South course was the hard day, Thursday, Friday, that's kind of going away since the Weisskopf redo of the North, North course a few years ago, because to me of the two courses, the, uh, the North course greens are always tremendous because they knew they roll smoother. The speeds are about the same, but they just aren't as poanio riddle as what the South course is. So the ball rolls out a whole lot better. On both sides, if you drive, if you miss the fairway, you're going to have yourself a handful. I do feel like, though, on the north course, the fairways are a whisker wider, and there are some more places you can hit it because on the south course, most times, if you're missing the fairway, you you find it hard to get to the greens. And then on the north course, too, the greens to me just seem like, and I haven't seen the numbers, but they just seem a little more expansive. So you've got a little bit more wiggle room. Where on that south course, from the fairway, you look at some of these targets, and they are tiny man you, you you look down the hill on 11 and that par three it looks like a thimble down there from 200 yards then you get there every other hole on the on that back nine it's might play larger but it looks so small because the way the bunkers are cutting to greens and stuff so it's, it's the south course is a ball hitter's place the north course may be a little easier but you still have to play it certainly isn't the north course that it used to be where par was kind of 68 because all the par fives were reachable has gotten easier, or excuse me, has gotten more difficult since the redesign. And your eye test is correct, Mark. The the redesign added about fifteen hundred square feet on average to the north course. They're about seven thousand square feet compared to the south course. South course is uh, five thousand square feet on average. It's kind of a five thousand is tiny, man. That, that yes. those things are small. That's and, what you see. Sorry, one more thing, Rick. That's why to me the ordinarily like a golf course gives you like a welcome handshake. There on the south course, the first hole is a beast. 
and then two is shorter, but the green's tiny with a lot of tilt. Then you're playing downhill at that par three, and then four whips you. Five's hard, and then you get some respite with a par five, six. Then uh, then seven comes after you. It's just, it's just a handful, that place, from the start. Yeah, and it is, uh, yeah, to your point about the tilt on the green, some of them are effectively smaller than the, the 5,000 square feet that they that they are listed at. Um, Patrick, we are going to get the defending champion back in action this week. Max Homa back to try to repeat from last year where he went down the stretch with Keegan Bradley, amongst others, and was able to pull this out. What is the current state of Max Homa? 2024 feels like a pretty big year. He keeps getting better, keeps adding victories to the resume. Are we looking for another step here in 2024? The next step for Max Homa, everyone knows. It's contending at major championships. When you make huge putts at the President's Cup, huge putts at the Ryder Cup, you take down tournaments like the Genesis Invitational. This one last year, that was a really crowded leaderboard. Colin Morikawa in the mix, Keegan Bradley as well. Uh, so for Max Homa in 2024, it's all about contending in major championships. We saw him cash a top 10 at the Open, the first of his career. And you see him in the state of California. You think he's going to contend in a tournament. Four of his wins have been in this state. Uh, one in Napa, one here last season. Uh, went back to back in Napa. Can easily do that again this week. So state of Max Oma is good. Top 10 golf in the world, definitely. When you go to the state of California, he's probably a top three or four golfer. Uh, and so this next month is going to be, you would think, very kind to him. He won in South Africa, Mark, just a couple of weeks ago. He's kind of starting off his 2024, right where he left off in 2023. Yeah, and I thought he's looked pretty sharp. You know, the thing about Max to me is he's a tremendously hard worker. And, and you might not see it on television, but when I'm out there, he's always working in between shots. You know, a lot of guys, they'll hit a shot and go and stand around and talk with a caddy and look at the view and stuff like that, where Max is always rehearsing his golf swing. He's always rehearsing his putting stroke. You get the sense that he's a guy who has a point to prove and a guy who honestly doesn't feel like he is where he's supposed to be, despite some of the results we've seen, because, you know, you can sort of see when a golfer feels like he's arrived. They, they, they walk differently onto the tee. They, they're like, right, I got this. You know, even if my B game's around, I can still hang. Homer doesn't give off those vibes because of what I've seen him do between shots. And so he's awfully impressive to me. And, and the truth is, uh, people talk about his putting. Uh, his golf swing fell out of heaven. I feel like if he irons out the putting some, um, look, he can achieve whatever he puts his mind to because he's proven that he, he's done so before against – this competition when he was in college at Cal. The final event of this sprint, Patrick, to get yourself into the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is a signature event. It is next week. We've got Sony Open, American Express. It's been the year of long shots so far. This is now the final chance to get yourself into that Aeon Swing 5 and get yourself into a, a signature event. The Aeon Swing 5. Uh, Grayson Murray, number one, because somehow that's how this works. Uh, Justin Thomas is also in the Swing 5, but does his top 30 in the world proceed that? Precedes that, doesn't it? Okay, so that will leave Bez, Kevin Yu, and Carl Yuan with a chance. But what happens if Nick Dunlap decides to turn pro on Monday? 
would he would technically be in the Aeon Swing Five. But he's also one. But so did Grayson Murray, and he's the leader of the Aeon Swing Five. So really, there's three spots uh, that these guys are playing for. It it is, they've done a very poor poor job explaining this. And they even have the nice graphic on the TV on Golf Channel, uh, getting a on their their time in the light, time in front of the camera. But it, it's just yeah, I want it to work, and I am I am tracking it. I am trying here, people. I even responded to PGA Tour Communications like like a troll, but with purpose. I just wanted to know if Nick Dunlap turns pro, does that mean he's in the A on Swing Five and Carl Yuan's out? And I haven't gotten an answer. That is that is me trying to figure this damn thing out. Okay, well let me let, let me put your mind at ease here. Did you hear that Nick Dunlap has signed with the same organization that represents Brasson and Jason Kokrak? And oh boy! Yeah, I, I'm not for. Oh. I'm just saying. Mark, that was, our, that was supposed to put our minds at ease, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, now you well, maybe you don't and have to worry about your swing five very much. Legion, Legion 13's very own. Yeah. Wow, imagine he, he's never been more valuable than he is right now today. Um, it is interesting though, Mark. I mean, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be in the same in the same boat this weekend trying to de describe why two guys who have won are still at the top of the swing five, even though they're already in. Hey, easy. You guys, you mean Frank and Ian and Trevor <laughs> and Jim <laughs> out of the golf course. We just talk golf out there. Um, yeah. It, look, we, we've spent extensive time with the PGA tour. Uh, in fact, season opening, the tour had a zoom call with us and they, they shared the whole thing with us and the ramifications and all the rest. So, so Patrick, I know you've, you've reached out to them. It, it seems like the whole thing's figured out, but there are situations still where it's like, this is undecided or unclear. But look, if there's anyone who can manage a show and still talk about things that might be appropriate and make it timely, it's Jim Nance. So, so I'm pretty confident, if not Friday, most certainly Saturday, Jim will talk about this stuff and, and, and clarify the whole thing because, you know, he's the best in the business. Very much looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to getting to our one and done selections and our bets, which we are going to do after a quick word from our partners and we're back let's do the bets which i teased this a second ago patrick the three winners in 2024 chris kirk was 200 to one grayson murray was 400 to one nick dunlap was 300 to one i don't see anybody that long on our betting cards it's not happening this week if you look at the first three tournaments you could say they're kind of like like a layup pretty much, right? Anyone can can score a layup in the NBA if they're a professional basketball player, right? Backdoor cut, uh, down screens, things of that nature. Torrey Pines is like a uh, contested three-point shot against Le LeBron James. Okay, but, but, but slow your roll a bit, yeah. I mean, you've had Luke List win. You've had Scott Stallings win. You know, it's it's not it, you would it's a blue chip kind of a golf course and you expect it to have, you know, the, the glitterati show up. But it's it's a very democratic golf course. And I don't care who you are. If you're hitting the ball in the fairway and on the green, because um, like you pointed out earlier, everyone's going to miss some putts on those pioneer greens. You know, if you just happen to be the last man standing, you can be the champion over there. 
What I'm saying, though, is it is a much more difficult test than these past three weeks. And difficult test tends to favor the long-term better golfers. But you are correct. They have come through in the past. Let's let's jump into this, Mark. Like, why the, so the way that we do this is 50 bucks on a matchup, 30 on a finishing position, 10 each on two separate outrights. Mark, start us off with your matchup for this week, please. Well, first off, I love you, Patrick, but I want to bet a bottle of wine on your matchup. So we'll, uh, I'm going to talk about mine first, and I'll give you time to consider that bet. Um, yeah, I'm going with Justin Rose. There's one here before. U.S. Open type player on a U.S. Open type golf course. Shane Lowry played last week and had a frenetic finish to make the 54-hole cut. But I just feel like Rosie, in sort of English kind of conditions on a U.S. Open golf course, is a pretty good bet. Um, the, the game has been sharper, but you know all these guys need is like one or two shots to find their groove. And there's nothing better than going back to a golf course for these guys. Uh, to really stir kind of the memories and the confidence and and that little special something inside. So Rose plus 100 over Shane. Rose good vibes. I went with good vibes. Luke List, who seemingly, no matter what form he's in, plays well at this event. And I think he's in pretty good form. So I'll take Luke List, even money, over Nikolai Hoygaard. Patrick. Oh my gosh, we're we're doing we're doing the Scandinavians dirty here. Uh, what have you chosen for this? A little on that. I'm in, Mark. Yeah, uh, I'm with Sung J M minus one thirty over one Ludwig Uber. Um, Sung J is playing some really good, consistent golf. Seems like his floor right now is a top twenty five. He's played well at Torrey Pines the last two years. I think a couple top tens. Ludwig, love the kid. Love him long-term. Wasn't great in Hawaii, but doesn't really bother me that much. I just think he's going through a little bit of a learning curve right now. And I think uh, despite being an elite driver of the golf ball, I could see him struggling a little bit this week. Mark, you think that this is the Ludwig side? I do. Look, I've got tons of respect for Sungjae. I really, really do. Um, But I look at the conditions at Torrey Pines, the south course. It's long on a dry day. It's going to be longer. Um, Ludwig is just a marvelous ball striker, and he hits a heavy ball that cuts through the wind some. And, um, you know, growing up in Scandinavia, he's comfortable with the sort of maritime, bouncy kind of conditions on the green. So I I have a sense that it's time for him now to find a little bit of a groove as we work our way into now the signature events and stuff. Is that officially a bottle of wine here? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. it. I like mine boxed, actually. No, it's got to be a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) We've got two takers as usual. It'll be uh, Sungjae Im for Patrick, Ludwig for Mark. And if they both miss the cut, it is a push. There will be no blood. That is the way that we do our wine challenges around here. Finishing position. Any finishing position that you want. We've got a couple of different ones. Top 10, top 20, top 40s to cover. Patrick, why don't you kick us off here? I'm extending the olive branch with this one, Rick. You would know I'm going Michael Kim top 40 plus 155 after not speaking down on him, but uh, maybe no, taking. No, no, the... no. You spoke down on him. <laughs> Don't I, him off. Not on him, just his, his Twitter game. Um, the next day, Golf Digest posted an article about how he's such a great Twitter follow. It gets like <laughs> tweets and everything. And here I am just. 
in the corner looking like a complete fool. So I'm, I'm extending the olive branch. He was in the media center today. Torrey Pines, high school graduate uh, from the area, playing some really good golf coming off a of top 10 at the Amex. So I think he has a chance to honestly contend if he drives the golf ball well. But top 40 at plus 155, I think, is uh, kind of a steal. Did you see that there was a press release put out by the local, whoever it was there, and they listed the local guys to pay attention to <laughs> and they had everybody on there except for Michael Kim. Yeah. Huge Michael, chip on the shoulder this week. Yeah, also, Michael Kim's got a lot of, a lot going on this week. There is a photo. I think he tweeted it out. Um, oh, oh. Michael Kim's <laughs> Michael Kim's first pro start was here like 10 years ago. And his caddy or one of the kids that I don't know was there for whatever. And there's a photo of him carrying Michael Kim's bag is Cameron Sisk, who is, playing in the field this week which is wow pretty cool there you go look at michael in the background just like all right let's go kid yeah. <laughs> move it along you're not going to turn into anything then he turns it though. that looks like a brooks kepka major hat on cameron's sisk. <laughs> <laughs> does <laughs> i went with tony feet out to finish inside the top 10 because that is what he does i think this is a good spot to be early on tony Finau. he's always played well here and i think we're seeing signs of things getting back to normal plus 260 if he can pull it off uh mark round us out on your finishing position please speaking of things that people do every week i turn on the television and ben griffin is on a leaderboard somewhere and and he just looks like he's turned into a guy that feels like he belongs and he's played solidly here in the early portion of 2024 and so i feel like at plus 120 the top 40 for ben griffin is kind of a steal so i jumped on that so that's Finau top 10 michael kim top 40 ben griffin top 40 outright here so we get two of these now there is a pretty strong common theme that we've got going on here. All three of us have Keegan Bradley at 35 to one on the outright card. Mark, why don't you take that one for us? Sure. Um, played well here. Runner up, I believe it was last year. He's a terrific ball striker. Has played beautifully over in uh, Honolulu. And, you know, he's a big game hunter. He's a major champion. He's won on some incredible golf courses. I think of a Runamink, which you better bring your game. And and Torrey Pines South is more of the same. And I feel like he comes in here with a lot of confidence and a real head of steam. So Keegan, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Keegan guy this week. I am. Uh, Patrick, your second outright is a guy that I think on paper doesn't make much sense that he plays well here, but that's why they don't play these tournaments on paper. Yeah, I went with uh, Keegan as well, and then I went with Sahith Thigala at 33-1. to 1. I like him on big ballparks. This is certainly one of those. California kid uh, played well last year, and so I, I think uh, he could follow in the path of Max Home of winning in Napa and then winning in San Diego. Keegan and Colin for Patrick. Keegan, excuse me. Keegan and Sahith for Patrick. Keegan and Colin for me. Keegan and who for you, Mark? Min Woo. Mm. Ah, it's time to cook on the West Coast. Look, th this guy's dynamite. And every time I see him to watch him play, it seems like he just grows in stature. And, and I mentioned earlier, I think it might have been off the air before we began. There's something about San Diego, certainly, that is is kind of it's 
it's very similar for South Africans and even more so for Australians because of the, the eucalyptus trees around there, because of the kikuyu grass and the fairways and on the rough, and just because of the climate. And you find so many Australians play well here. I mean, Jason Day springs to mind. So Min Wu, of all the uh, guys from the Antipodes, I think is kind of the, the bell of the ball. So I, I'm all over the chef this week. Let's go. Oh, Minwoo to cook on the West Coast. Okay, that's Keegan, 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 Colin, Sahith, Minwoo, Lee. Josh gives us an extra $50 to do whatever we want with. We saw a streak come to an end last week. More on that in just one second. But I'm always intrigued, Mark, when you dip your toes into the will there be a playoff market, which you have done this time. Yeah, and I'm doing this against my own peril because if there's a playoff, I'm struggling to make my connection to Salt Lake City for my red eye to make it back home. So, um, yeah, I look, there's been hundreds of playoffs here. It seems like every year... It's a race against the sun setting there behind the Pacific for us to get off the air in time. And just the way the golf course finishes, you've got 15, which is just a mean par four. 16 is a difficult three. 17 is a birdie chance. And then 18, anything can happen. And so it always just feels like someone posts and then someone in the lead falls over and then someone finishes strong. So I'm pretty confident it'll be a playoff and I'm pretty confident I'll be racing to get to the airport in time. Uh, three to one if you can find it i took sam Ryder, a guy who was in contention last year who was in play a couple of years ago to finish inside the top 40 I'm not asking for much he can pull that off plus 140 if he can do it and it is a, a new era patrick a six seven eight who knows how long that winning streak was snapped no thanks to tom kim last week you're going back to Patrick's positivity parlay. Yeah, horse for the course uh, this time with Tony Finau, Jason Day, Keegan Bradley. All have terrific history here. All are performing well from tee to green. Tony's putters kind of got to perk up a little bit, but I think if there's a spot for him to do it, it's here. So I'm pretty confident in this one, which I said last week, unfortunately. And the week before, I got completely bailed out by Joel Damon. So mentally, I'm on a two-week losing streak. That's how you sustain this type of uh, success, Rick, is these mental games within within yourself. So I got all three of these guys to make the cut at plus 175, which is pretty deep for uh, for this parlay. All right, Martin Gell, keep doubling down. huh? Hey, I what, appreciate the support. There was one more that caught my eye. Ryan Fox, plus 105 for a top 40. Uh, I nearly leapt on that one. Uh, I like Ryan Fox this week as well. So again, that is, there will be a playoff, says Mark, three to one. Patrick's positivity parlay, Finau Day, Keegan Bradley to make the cut, plus 175. Sam Ryder, top 40, plus 140. Leaves us just one final thing to do, gentlemen. That is to uh, complete our one-and-done selections. However, we've got Kyle Porter, apparently. Throw him in. What in the world? <laughs> Kyle. We are 44 minutes and 39 seconds into a podcast, Kyle. I'm like I'm like Rory at the 2012 Ryder Cup. He made the tea time. <laughs> I f I forgot the times. I just was like I saw four o'clock in the in the group text, and I was like, oh, four, great, usual, normal time. <laughs> and here I am at four, my time. So I apologize. I basically I just did this so I could jump in on. Uh, on the one and done and 
and uh, Peacock around a little bit. It is interesting how the second <laughs> he gets here, his name is very convenient. Top of, top of the leaderboard. He's <laughs> a little staged uh, between him and him and Josh, but I don't know. I'll have to investigate that. How, how, how we we missed you? How's everything going, Kyle? How's everything on your end? I'm good. Dunlap winning was awesome. I'm excited about the next what month of the California tournament. It's it's I'm I'm rejuvenated by Nick Dunlap winning Palm Springs. Well, don't get too rejuvenated because about 15 minutes ago, Mark informed us that he signed with the same agency as Jason Kokrak. And oh, yeah. Who else? Right. So don't basically, get too enthusiastic. Basically, everybody from that agency is gone except for Sam Burns. Sam Burns, yeah. But yeah, I think. The rumors around Burns are rampant all of the time, though. I think Neiman. There's, there's a couple others that are with GSE, so. Great. I'll be rejuvenated for like two weeks. It's going to be a hell of a two weeks, though. Yeah. Soak it in. Soak it in. All right. Time to reveal those one and done selections again. There we go. Thank you very much. Okay. The three bottom dwellers, myself included, that is also Mark and that is also Patrick, have gone with Keegan Bradley. So uh, no surprise here, Mark. More of the same. Uh, we, we've got Keegan on our betting cards and we will move in trio this week. Yeah, this is going to be three weeks straight. I'll stay at the bottom, but anyhow, we're fine. Um, I thought <laughs> when I was zigging, when everyone else is going to be zagging, but apparently not, um, look, I like Keegan this week, the way he's been playing, I like him even more. So, uh, hopefully three of us get first pri uh, prize check and we make a little ground up on Kyle and Josh. Yeah. I, I'm, I am a little surprised that that many people pick Keegan. Not that I mean he's playing great. It's just it's a little bit of an under the radar pick, Mark. Like you said, yeah. Now I, I normally go Jason Day around here, one of the Australians and stuff. I have before, but yeah, I just went outside the box. But it <laughs> couldn't have been that far outside the box. To <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick, Mark has already divulged to us that he is just well out of his routine. He is going against things that he normally does. We have him rattled, panicking. Yeah. Welcome to my world, Mark. And we, we have the exact same pick this week. So what does that say about us, Rick? But we're going to move up this board like uh, like a pack in the Tour de France. You know, when the team gets together, yeah, the move up the Autobahn. That's going to be us this week. And Sung JM, he's going to make the cut. So Kyle's going to get money, but not as much as us. Yes, as Patrick has just spoiled for everyone, Josh and Kyle. <laughs> have selected the same golfer kp why don't you reiterate <laughs> that's what he gets for showing up late <laughs> well for sure i i get a lot more than that probably but uh, sunjay's been playing great um he he wasn't i think he finished t25 at the american express i'm not really deterred by that and the reason i'm not deterred rick is because uh, he's played very well at tory he's got two top tens in his last two starts there and i think it's it's like four top twenty fives in his last five starts, so it's it's been it's been a really good run for him um, at at Torrey Pines, and uh, hopefully that'll continue. I, I don't need a win. I just you know if we get another top T seven T six something like that, that would be that'd be fantastic. Uh, Greg opted for Sahith, and these payments did indeed adjust on Run Your Pool, which we were questioning last week, thanks to Nick Dunlap's victory. Everybody moves up a spot. So just for full transparency, for those who are listening at home, here is where we stand. 
Kyle has gone with Sung JM. He's at $1 million. Josh has gone with Sung Jay. He's at $895. That's $1,000. Greg Sahith, $803,000. I went with Keegan Bradley, $673,000. Patrick has gone with Keegan, $620,000. And Mark has gone with Keegan at $318,000. Those are the selections for this week. The leaders of the Run Your Pool, the full big boy first cut pod, which you need to get your picks in early this week. I do not recommend waiting because it will lock Wednesday morning and you should not email Josh if that happens to you. <laughs> the leader is you're obviously not a golfer at 3.9 million, followed by OK Boomer. Mark's burner, 3.9. <laughs> well, I had a pick in for that one uh, for, for the century event. <laughs> BA314, Mike M, and Joe Keenan round out the top five there. So we've got work to do, gents, to catch those five. This is a decent place to get started. Decent place pl to get started. What place are is everybody in? I'm like, I think I'm like seventh. I'm just off this board. You are not. That's not true. <laughs> it's not remotely true. I'm in 138. How many? Yeah. Okay. So, so you have a million. Uh, what's your name? Is your name Kyle Porter? Okay. You're in 138. I'm in 478, uh, which is about middle of the pack. What's uh, P? What are you, P. McDonald? I'm Patrick McDonald. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What? Amateur uh, status. What an idiot. Patrick, he would go by his full Space, name. Patrick Space McDonald, 508. Uh, Mark is in 651st. Okay. How many out of how many people? Uh, Mark, 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 nine, nine Mark Space Emelman. Oh, that's disappointing. Desperate. Depressing. Greg's in 360. Plenty, plenty of, of – we're in the first quarter, Mark. Yeah, I know. And there's big money yeah. next week at Pebble. Yeah. Yeah. Next Jock three, three the next four, or two of the next four. I'm rolling out Nick Taylor next week. Let's go. <laughs> um, I might go Malnati. <laughs> I might go with is Mav in the field next week? Yes. Yeah, he's oh, part of the, I did that last year and that didn't work out very he's well. Part of the, the Pac 12, uh Pac 12 country who got the uh sponsors invite. Yeah, Pac Pac is right. Yeah. Uh well, KP, I mean we can just anything else you anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I'm sure you guys covered a lot of it. I, I've been intrigued. I just tweeted out an article from Sean Zock of golf.com. People should go read it about, he was in Dubai this last week and, uh, he was just discussing a, like a global tour. You know, that's kind of been the, the, the drum that Pelly and Rory and some of the guys over there have been beating and the way he laid it out really made a lot of sense to me. We don't have to get into like a 30 minute discussion of exactly what a global tour would look like, but I, I'm. I, it's a really compelling moment for that to potentially happen. Something that Rick, a lot of us, you know, have been sort of talking about or around for years and years and years now. Sean Zock, go check it out. Um, I, I like Sean a lot, but my goodness, what is the golf.com budget, man? Dubai. That's great. I yeah. love that. Well, there, yeah, I, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I met, uh, I met Dylan in Vegas and I go, God, you guys travel freaking everywhere. He goes, people are always just so jealous of our travel schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick's like the new, Patrick might be the new Dylan. He's going to be on the, on the Netflix show here in like three years. 
No, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. No, I'm, you I'm, are. You are. I'm too. Uh, no, no, please, no. I'm yeah. too zany. I think. <laughs> no, you're perfect. You're perfect for it. <laughs> the movie star I looks. I, I, I can't. The, I can't explain par. I'd be like the wink, you're the wink, wink. You've always got the wink, wink going on. They love that stuff. They like, love it. A bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, guys. Okay, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Uh, we are going to put a pin in this, but we will be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Hey, can I make it up to you tomorrow, Rick? How would you like to do that? Well, I was supposed to not be on tomorrow, and my appointment got uh, canceled, so I'll be on tomorrow. So you believe that you being on the show tomorrow makes it up to me? Well, I was I was previously <laughs> not scheduled, so I, I will be on a oh, show. That's right. Yes, yes, because I was going to do it solo tomorrow. Right, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, great. That, I accept that. So I don't know if we're even, but we're like, we're a little closer. No, I accept that as even because the solo okay. shows are, they're tough. They're it's hard, yeah. So we'll 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 chop it up. It'll be all fun. Right. All right, everybody, lay off Kyle. He has he has made amends. Assuming, <laughs> assuming he shows up tomorrow, he has made amends. So we are we are all good there. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, round by round recaps. We have we've this will be ten days in a row of podcasting. We are going to rock and roll. Big thanks to producer Josh who does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. Patrick McDonald at P McDonald CBS. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.